Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Los Angeles Lakers secured their spot in the Western Conference playoffs with a 108-102 overtime win over the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. There was nothing easy about it, though. Joe LeBron James, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Anthony Davis added 24 points and 15 rebounds. They struggled in the first half of this game, and I was watching it with my son James, and I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they struggling the way that they are against the Minnesota team, missing Rudy Gobert, missing uh, Jalen McDaniels, missing their players, and you're going, what are they doing? But sure enough, LeBron, Anthony Davis, get it together. Second half, they win the game in overtime. Now they're the seventh seed. They'll take on Memphis, who's the two seed in the opening round. Minnesota not out of it, though. They'll play the winner of the Thunder Pelicans game. That's tonight. Thunder Pelicans, 930. Pelicans, Zion Williamson has not exactly been a part of the Pelicans this year. No, or or ever, really. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. I don't I don't say that to be mean spirited. It just it sucks. He yeah. hasn't really been a part of the organization. We haven't really seen Zion play. But I was confused as to his reasoning for not playing tonight. This is what he said when asked where he was health-wise. Do you think are you to feeling like you'll be ready to play? Uh, I mean, physically, I'm fine. Now it's just a matter of uh, when I feel like Zion. I know the atmosphere I'd be in uh, based off like the playoff experience. Uh, so now it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. I don't know how else to say it. I, it just sucks. Uh, I love this game. I say it over and over. For those people that think that I just want to sit on the sideline just to sit over there, I don't know why people think that. But uh, nah, it sucks. I just, I just want to be playing basketball. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. When I feel like Zion, <laughs> what does that mean? I, I mean, did you ever watch uh, 24 games his rookie year, 61 games in the pandemic-shortened yep. year, which was basically a full year for him? Uh, and then 29 games this season. Yeah. So, did you ever watch Days of Thunder? No, I never saw that movie. Uh, did you ever see Talladega Nights? Yes. Which was okay. So it was yeah. basically it was making fun of movies like Days of Thunder. You'll remember Ricky Bobby is in a horrific accident, right? That really wasn't that horrific, and he's like, I can't walk, and then they eventually stab him in the leg, and he realizes, wait a minute, what's going on? It was all mental. Okay. Just the best way I can describe it to you is that Zion is in the Ricky Bobby situation where he's just not mentally there. He's got to feel like Zion. I'm not there yet. I'm not mentally there yet, which makes sense. Because think about it. If your entire NBA career has been 
about, am I going to get hurt again? You might not be mentally ready to get back out there. Simple as that. I know what you're saying. It's a playoff game. Yeah, you I want get, to get out there. I even get the first year where they shut him down. Like, hey, this is an investment. I get that part of it. I think he's just he's just mentally not there. I got to respect that. You know? So sometimes you just don't have it when you and you got to show up to work. And unfortunately, in this country, we don't expect people to just speak out and say, "Look, I, I just I'm just not mentally there to do a good job." And instead, it's, well, we would rather you do a bad job than no job at all. Brandon Ingram has picked up the slack. That's good, too. So the, the, the brotherhood still represented there in New Orleans. All 16 of them. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. So, you know how we've had that conversation about UConn and whether or not they're a blue blood in college basketball? Mm-hmm. That was a big topic of conversation last week. I think I finally have definitive proof that UConn is not considered and will never be considered a blue blood. Or at least not in the same class as Duke, Carolina, Kansas. No. Kentucky. So we find out yesterday that Kyle Filipowski is coming back to the Blue Devils. What was the conversation around Duke yesterday? A lot of people were saying, hey, well, they'll probably be preseason number one now. And people were talking about them the same way they talked about Carolina after they got to a championship game. Right. Okay. So you're telling me that the team that literally won a championship, and last time I checked, bringing a lot of dudes back, and right? Most of them. And Dan Hurley, still now, a coach, still a good coach, right? Has a good recruiting class coming in too. Okay. So why aren't they considered the overall favorites? I, all I can think of was that they're not a blue blood. They there don't get the go. same respect. There you go. Now about the about the connection of well, Duke is going to be like Carolina last year. Are they though? Their expectations are going to be increased. So you it's mean, a different so, set of expectations so the in expe- year two. Hold on. You're telling me. That because they, of the players they have coming back and the players they have coming in. So, so there, mean, there is that. You mean it's just going to be another season at Duke basketball? I think this year was different in the sense that Duke was brought down a peg by the loss to Carolina in yeah, the Final sense. Four. That makes and sense. And I think that was probably a great thing for John Shire in year one. Oh, absolutely. To kind of fly under the radar a little bit. I, I don't. They're not going to have that ability in year two. But that doesn't mean they're Carolina. I mean, we could start with, you know, Brady Manick was a really important part of what Carolina did. They didn't have that player, but that's important. And then the other part is Carolina actually made the championship game. Duke did not. While while Duke did win the ACC championship, they didn't. They only won one game in the NCAA tournament. So it's not exactly the same. Next up, well, there are, I mean, there are similarities, but I don't, think, exactly I, don't, I don't think they're. I don't think they're exactly the same. I actually think the whole conversation. I mean, if we're being honest, I think the whole conversation is really just self-medication for Carolina fans who want to be like, oh, oh, you had fun at our expense. Well, guess what? It's going to happen to you. Sure, we saw and that in football. For me, that what's what's funny about that is that I it makes sense when it happened to state because it's not like NC State finds itself in a position right. where the national media is talking about them. They still like, weren't a preseason top 10 team, by the way. Not the point. Yeah. They were still talking about NC State on a large level. Yeah. Dave Dorn was getting talked up a lot. Okay. The great job that he's done at NC State, yada, yada, yada. State's not used to that. Oh, Duke's expected to be a championship contender again? I mean, yeah. Okay. In the same way that I would expect that out of a North Carolina year. The standard is the standard, right? So I don't 
to me, it's a big shoulder shrug when it comes to anybody who wants to be like, ah, they're just like Carolina. Well, yeah, they're Duke. Next up. One, two, three. So that football year that you're referencing <laughs> was Sam Howell, his his junior year. Yeah. Carolina preseason top 10. And I remember I went into that year. I picked them to win the ACC. And you're like, no, I don't think so. They mm-hmm. lost a lot of guys to the NFL, Joe. I think you might be falling for Max some of his mind tricks and i'm like yeah i don't i don't get it joe like howl's really good offensive line will be good they they still have josh downs at receiver sure enough we know what happens carolina had, had a disappointing season yeah but you can't blame me for falling for mac he knows how to message his program uh, david hale and andrea adelson were from acc network they're working on this feature and they come over to to chapel hill and he shows him these rings, yeah. and then he's showing him the Jordans. And then, of course, he's got a Matthew McConaughey story, which, I mean, how are you not entertained? He was on the sideline all the time. So we're playing Nebraska one day, and it's, it's cold. Matthew comes up, and he's freezing on the sideline. He probably had some help to warm up. Uh, but he, he says, I'm cold. I got a jacket. So I took my jacket off, and I handed it to him. And of course, they brought me another jacket. So I don't think anything about it. Well, we beat Nebraska. Next morning, I see on TV that Matthew McConaughey has been arrested uh, playing the bongos in his house in the local neighborhood naked. And he's wearing my jacket as he comes out of jail. And he's saying, yeah, man, this is all good. And what about that game yesterday and all that? So the athletic director and the president call and say, Where'd he get that jacket? They knew where he got the jacket. I said, I gave him the jacket. They said, why'd you give him the jacket? I said, he was cold. (laughs) Do you notice in that video the state of Matthew McConaughey's hair compared to the state of where it is now? I always thought that was his hair. What do you mean? I I think he had some sort of trip to Cousin Yuri. Oh... Does he want to pass along his information to me? He probably paid a decent price for yeah, it. Yeah, that stuff is expensive. But that's what expensive. stood out to me. Is not only it's like this yeah. old kind of Texas jacket that he had, but it was like, wait a second. Hold up. That's not what his hair looks like now. Well, go look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady had that widow's peak going, he, man. Was he in Germany? I th- New York, actually. New York. Okay. It, was a, it was a spot in New York. Um, I actually looked up. Where Brady went? No, so like we have an advertiser mm-hmm. um, that is advertising like what they've done for knee pain, mm-hmm. right? Can help your hair. Can help your hair, yeah. right? Makes sense. And I was like, I'm intrigued by that. And then I saw what it costs, and I said, you know what? I'll just go and find that shampoo that says it'll work. Okay. And hold on to what I got left with a little Rogaine. Now, if they want to do like a like a like a paid endorsement type situation we can talk have your people talk to my people i don't have people just talk to me next up and i don't even care who number two is and you shouldn't because the carolina panthers have the number one pick not the number two pick but would they be willing to go back to the two spot joe this is the hottest game being played in draft conversations today and i think it's the dumbest so let's set this up adam schefter espn the Panthers moved up to the number one spot because they want Bryce Young. That's the move. When the Carolina Panthers traded up for the number one overall pick, I believe they made that trade with the idea that Bryce Young would be the number one overall pick with the idea that they would look at every other player 
that warranted and deserved to go at that spot, including C.J. Stroud, who they'll visit with next week. But I don't think they've seen, heard, or learned anything to push them off their Bryce Young stance with him continuing to loom as the favorite to be the number one overall draft. Yes, he does not have the ideal size that Frank Reich, the new Panthers head coach, would like, but he hits in every other area. Playmaking ability, intangibles, intelligence. He gets it done. And there are a lot of people who love Bryce Young, love everything about him except the height, the measurables, but he connects on all other measurables. And right now, he is the favorite to be the number one overall pick. So this all, see, that's Adam Schefter on ESPN, but he's not alone. This all seems very, oh, I didn't realize what he said there at the end. What's that? He's now the favorite. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a gambling take, not an informed insider take. Well, well gets, Bryce Young is now the betting favorite. He's, I, he's I that understand too. that. We point, I'm sorry, you weren't here yesterday. We we pointed this out yeah. yesterday, how it has flipped. It did. And, but I'm looking to Adam Schefter for insider information, mm-hmm. not anything I can look up on a well, gambling he, website. He dropped it in there just in case they don't do it. He said, well, he was the favorite at the time. Okay. 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 It's, again, the language matters. It does. As does, and did I not call this? It's it's almost like yeah, we, we, got two, we got two weeks. Until it's, the draft. it's almost like we don't have content to fill leading up to the draft, not just for weeks, months. Right. And remember when the NFL season officially ended, I joked about, well, we're going to have a Will Levis week. We're going to have an Anthony Richardson week. Oh, and don't be surprised when people go, why aren't people talking about Hendon Hooker? That happened two weeks ago. Okay. So there's a. There is a rhythm to the draft talk, and I am of the opinion that it's way too suspicious. My spidey senses are tingling that all of a sudden all the insiders are telling you that Bryce Young is the guy now. Because it's not just Adam Schefter. Right. It's Peter King. It's Daniel Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper just – Mel Kuyper started with C.J. Stroud, and suddenly he flipped to Bryce Young. Why? Why? So let's go back to the start of what Schefter said. If you can play the beginning of that clip again, Dennis, I would appreciate that. When the Carolina Panthers traded up for the number one overall pick, I believe they made that trade with the idea that Bryce Young would be the number one overall pick with the idea that they would look at every other player that warranted and deserved to go at that spot, including C.J. Stroud, who they'll visit with next week. But I don't think they've seen, heard, or learned anything to push them off their Bryce Young stance with him continuing to loom as the favorite to be the number one overall draft. Okay, so right there. Nothing's going to move them. That is language to try and manipulate the Houston Texans and going, oh, damn it, we kind of had our sights set on Bryce Young. But, man, we screwed up because we could have had the number one pick in the draft, but we went and won a damn football game. Oh, man, here we are, right? Uh, stuck at number two, and then now Chicago got that number one pick. They didn't need a quarterback because they had Justin Fields, and look what they did. It's a very specific audience that they would be trying yes. to pull one over on. Yes. Very specific. Is that not the most NFL thing possible, though? Could be. So there, I think what's going on here, clip this. What's today's date? February 12th. So when... Uh, February. Well, we, I did it again, April 12th. Why do I keep thinking it's February? It's April 12th. 
We already had your birthday, so it can't be February. No, it can't. So it's April 12th. So listen to me now, but leave me later. Okay. This is all a smokescreen to try to get the Houston Texans to try to trade up to the number one spot. And the Panthers would move back a spot and then take C.J. Stroud. Very specific audience. Get whatever assets. <laughs> it's the stupidest NFL thing, which is exactly why it's a thing. Because the NFL is stupid. They're going to take C.J. Well, Stroud. I guess maybe if you like somebody at four, in theory. They're going to take right? C.J. Colts. Maybe you think you could pull one over on the Colts. Because I don't believe for a second that Frank Reich wants to be the guy who drafts the outlier. Because that's what Bryce Young is. Right. Size-wise. So, if they do go with Bryce Young, I have a separate take ready to go for that one, and that is that I don't think the football people made that decision. I actually think it would be David and Nicole Tepper who made that decision, who made their money on being on the outlier. So, anyway, that's my galaxy brain take as to what's going on. I do think it is unusual that we already went through the, okay, C.J. Stroud, you know, he's hanging out with Josh McGowan. Mm -hmm. They're talking about how they're going to play basketball in Charlotte. And, you know, Nicole Tepper is talking about how she could be this mother figure like to C.J. Stroud. And everyone, even the gambling market, seems to be lining up on C.J. Stroud. Now we have this different information from Mel Kuyper, from Adam Schefter, from Peter King, who I think is really the one who kind of kick-started he this did. a little bit. And it's like, well, you know, Bryce Young, he, he he's this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, but I'm not sure you draft a guy for what they are. Sometimes you have to skip a guy for what they're not. Next up. The Carolina Hurricanes are still number one in the Metro, and they can wrap up that division title tomorrow night against the Florida Panthers. It was very predictable what happened last night. We'll explain next. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So yesterday, we spent a good chunk of time talking about how the Carolina Hurricanes are entering the playoffs uh, with the actual possibility that the Metro division would slip through their fingers. But Rod unleashed the takes. like He unleashed the, I, I find this un unacceptable. And the team responded. I mean, what happened last night against the Detroit Red Wings uh, at PNC Arena to close out the home slate was very predictable. And now the Carolina Hurricanes take on the Florida Panthers on the road to wrap up the regular season with the Metro Division title in their control. They win, it's done. If not, it leaves it up to chance with what happens with the New Jersey Devils. Um, as, as far as who they play, 
to open up the playoffs? Again, that depends on do they win the Metro? Okay, they win the Metro, but what about the Islanders? What about the, the Florida Panthers? Again, all that stuff a lot is unresolved. There's, there's a lot of variables even with one game remaining. But last night still does not change the variables that affect the Carolina Hurricanes in the postseason. Because who was doing the scoring last night? On one hand, Rod was proven right. If you're going to win hockey we'll games, win everybody. that has to be the way you win them. But they also are going to need Sebastian Ajo to step up. And Adam Gold, uh, who does noon to three here on 99.9 The Fan, and you can listen to him on Stormwatch and Aftermath, Canes Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company. Talk to Rod Brindamore about a player like Ajo, who is hev- we are heavily invested in him producing him and Marty Natchez, and they're going to have to step it up, and Ajo's been struggling as of late. Sebastian, do you think there's some pressure that yeah. he has to carry this team? Well, he shouldn't, but he just he is. And you can right. see it. I thought he was not good the other night. Maybe one of his worst games I've yep. seen him play, and I think he was trying too hard. Like every time he's on there, he's trying to score three goals. And <laughs> it doesn't work at this level. It's too hard. You know, you got to just play the game, wait for your opportunities, do it right, and then your talent will take over when they mess up, not trying to create mess-ups because it just doesn't work. And I think it's a good thing because he wants to win so bad. He feels like he's got to, you know, score five, and it, it's something that probably doesn't need to happen. So there you go. There's Rod Brindamore on Sebastian Ajo and just kind of working through. And, again, uh, this is something that R- R- Brindamore referenced himself. He's been through this. Every yeah. player has been through and this. he's trying to love him up there, too. Yep. And, and you know? this is, by the way, I think this is why players really respond to Rod Brindamore because he's been in these situations. He's not that far removed from his playing days. I mean, it's been a long time. Don't get me wrong, but it's not so far off that he can't be relatable to what star players are, are going through. Right and now. you also see him the day before mm-hmm. basically dropping the hammer. And then yesterday he's kind of like a little bit more level-headed, right? And you come back and you say, I definitely need this guy. I know I need this guy. And you have to treat different players differently. I thought the goaltending from Ronta last night was really, really good. And that's the level that they're going to need in the playoffs. Again, you don't have to be Andre Vasilevsky. You don't have to be Patrick Waugh. You don't have to be Martin Brodeur to win the cup. You can win the cup as with a collective team effort. Yes, it can be done. But your goalie needs to be commensurate with the opponent. And that's where the Canes have been struggling the last few years. It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the best of the OG podcast. Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. And we're also on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. We are getting close to 4,000 subscribers. We appreciate everybody who has subscribed before. If you haven't yet, now is the time. Now is the time. We're about 70 follows away from getting to 4,000. So let's make this happen. I like round numbers. And I'll stop bothering you for at least 24 hours once we get to 4,000 subscribers. At least 24 hours. So go subscribe to the, uh, to the YouTube channel right now. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.